fired. Okay, people, 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 what's good? It's your boy Reed Richards from the Manurisms Podcast. That is man, your isms. Woo, episode number five, baby. Emotionalism. <sighs> Let's get right into this, man. If wokeism is the bullet, then emotionalism is the gun that discharges that round. It's the foundation upon which most of this modern society derives its language from. While seemingly well-intentioned, the unintended deleterious consequences far outweigh any moral or virtuous good that can spawn from it. Anything can mean anything because everything is subjective. Believe all women for any reason 100% of the time without doubt or hesitation. Simply suggesting biological men shouldn't compete with biological women in sports means you hate trans people. It's my truth. Where your version of how you feel or want to feel trumps the actual truth. This is the language of emotion. Emotion, emotion, emotion. Last episode, I spoke about comparisons of concepts and following the logic. And when you take logic to the extreme, it still holds true because it follows a set of rules in an orderly fashion as logic tends to do. When taking emotion to the limit, it completely falls apart. So let's just start with this. Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? Not in okay. this context. So I'm you not a biologist. The meaning of the word woman is so unclear and controversial that you can't give me a definition? Right there. This is a Supreme Court nominee. She cannot define the word woman. Just obviously, she can, she just refuses to. This is a Supreme Court nominee. Okay? Now, just for the record, new technology creates issues for pre existing law at times. So let's use Jones for an example. They don't know how to legislate like the laws for drones because they're so new. Whether that be invading on people's privacy, where you can fly, and you see Canada, you have to get like this pilot's license, like where you could actually fly a plane if you get your drone's license. It's, it's that crazy. And that's a little too far for the extreme, but obviously you shouldn't be letting them go up to people's windows and look in there and invasion and, and can be invasion of someone's privacy, right? Makes sense. So if someone can't define a woman, then how can they help create and interpret new law? Like it's just a function of your job. And if you can't answer the most simplest of all questions in what way could you be qualified to occupy that position in one of the highest courts in the land i'll continue over and over for my secretary of education the first it has to be someone who's taught in a public school hello and part two because it came from a young trans person who asked about a welcoming community. And I said, it starts with a secretary of education 
who has a lot to do with where we spend our money, with what gets advanced in our public schools, with what the standards are. And I said, I'm going to have a secretary of education that this young trans person interviews on my behalf. And only if this person believes that our secretary or secretary of education nominee is who is committed to creating a welcoming environment, a safe environment, and a full educational curriculum for everyone, will that person actually be advanced to be secretary of education? Yes. Yes. Oh, man. Elizabeth Warren. Oh, is that logic or emotion? So in order to be the secretary of education, you have to have taught in a public school. I don't know enough about that to really comment on it. If I, Based on how she is, it's probably an unreasonable proposition, as if, if you, if, as if you taught at a private school, you're somehow unqualified, but fair enough. It's probably a part of the oppression Olympics. But then the other part is a nine-year-old trans person has to interview you. They have to give you the go-ahead, yay or nay. Are you a nine? First off, let's let's just break this down, right? A nine-year-old just alone is absurd on its face. It it is it is absolute lunacy. The amount of hoops you have to go through to justify that is crazy. But if you speak emotion, then, then then why wouldn't you do it? And not only is it nine-year-old, it's a trans person. Why are you trans at nine? Like, <laughs> what? Who is your par- who are your parents? What the hell is going on here? I have questions. This is madness on every level. I cannot believe it. So what I tend to do is use the nomological network of cumulative evidence. Shout out to Godside. Pulling information from other disciplines to substantiate your claim, right? Our institutions have been damaged by emotionalism in schools, politics, social media, workplace, medicine, psychology, etc., etc. The list goes on. You name something and it's been infected with emotionalism. I had a conversation with someone a couple weeks ago about the Confederate flag. And, you know, being born and raised in Chicago, ultra left, you just tend to kind of believe, right? You, you, You tend to go along with the narrative if you haven't done any work to think otherwise, like most of us. And I saw someone in a shop that I was building when I moved out to where I'm at now, and I saw them waving a Confederate flag. Somebody's on the street just waving a Confederate flag. Then I did a lot of training in Arkansas in the summer of 2020. And where I was doing the training, the majority of the employees had some type of Confederate flag, whether it be a patch on their backpack, whether it be on their bumper sticker, on the windshield of their Harley. They had them everywhere. And I'm like, wow, this this is interesting. So as I built a bunch of rapport, I was there opening up a few shops so I got a chance to spend the time 
you know, months with these people. And when I finally got a little bit more comfortable, I, I started to ask them, I was like, hey, you know, like, what, what does that mean to you? Because they never disrespected me in any way. They were never rude. They were very kind. And to be honest, most of them didn't know. They just think of it as like the flag of the South, right? Really, it was the secession of 11 Southern states during the Civil War, right? From 61 to 65, 1861 to 1865. So that is where the Confederate flag came from. And we got there because we were talking about Trump. So we start talking about Trump and, you know, he goes to the Trump is racist. Fair enough. I ask him for proof. I ask him to send me videos. No one can ever send me a video of it, which I don't care if he is or if he's not, to be honest. It makes no difference if somebody labels somebody as racist, right? I have to see that. And or what I what by what the definition is, not what I deem. I'm I'm basing it on what the actual definition is, whatever it is for that week. We're going to get into that topic another time for sure. But anyway, he comes to the conclusion that because there are people at his rallies with Confederate flags, that makes him a racist. And then we start talking about Confederate flags. He basically says that the Confederate flag should be banned. And I'm thinking, wow. So I asked him a question. I said, let's say our grandmother lost her parents in the Civil War and they were fighting for the South and your family died. So you having that flag is just a part of your family heritage, right? Your your parents died for that flag. Your 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 aunts and uncles died for that flag. Do you still think that you should be forced to remove it? And he said yes. And I'm like, wow, that doesn't make any logical sense. And then so you try to take things to its logical limits and you see, okay, well, so I try to put a, a framework around it, right? You have to you have to cross-examine it with common sense to see if it holds true. Does it even pass the the sniff test? Or does it or does it sound like bullshit outright? Because that's what it sounds like to me. So Confederate flags should be removed because they offend certain groups of people. So Confederate flags plus offending people equals ban. Okay, just like two plus two gives you four. If you change the threes and it's three plus three. So the concept is a flag plus offending people equals ban, but... Does it hold true? The American flag offends people. Do we ban it? Well, there's people burning flags all the time. Should we ban it because it offends people? It offends, the flag offends a lot of people, a lot of people on the wild left that I know. It's now like the new Confederate flag because of what it represents. Okay, cool. Half Puerto Rican, half black. Hey, the Puerto Rican flag, it offends this person. Should we ban it? See, of course not, right? Of course not. Of, of, of course it does. Of course you don't believe that. You just believe what you want to believe because you're because that's emotionalism. You aren't thinking logically. You're just thinking with emotion. But the problem with that is when everybody starts thinking with emotion, how, how does that help? We are a civilization. How is that conducive to building a better community amongst others if we're only thinking about our own emotions see the problem with their formula is it already has an answer and that's remove or ban so having a static answer of nine isn't correct when you do 
four plus for it. Now, for those of you clever enough to use an example that has a static outcome like anything times zero is always zero, that's what the media does. That's what the media did. That's what society does right now. Anything, anything times Trump equals racist. Anything times holding women accountable equals misogyny. Anything male times masculinity, toxic masculinity. Anything times disagreeing with trans people, transphobe, et cetera, et cetera. That's it. That's it. Really, it's, they're just being disingenuous. They just want the stuff removed that they, that they don't like. That bothers them. See, when you're stooped in emotionalism, you're allowed to feel any way you want for any reason. For that reason, its chaotic nature often results in polar opposition of logic most of the time. I can support a group and not destroy the truth in the process. In the same way, you can love your child but still discuss their unflattering aspects to their behavior. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> you can't. I'm not your kid, though. I end up going out to dinner with this person and his girl. And she's a teacher in the Chicagoland area. So I already know where she stands. She was telling me about how bad the superintendent is and how everything about the curriculum is just so terrible. And what we should do is allow the teachers to choose the curriculum that they want. And this is something that I've heard quite a bit and while on its face I don't disagree with it because yeah it makes sense the people who are in the classrooms every day should help shape the curriculum gotcha makes complete sense but when you've been parasitized by emotionalism then I don't want you pushing your agenda on my kids she said that math was racist and I had to do everything in my power to kind of hold it together. I'm like, no way. No way. I finally I finally meet one in person. I really finally get to meet one in person. You read about it. You hear about it. I have not spoke to anybody about this. And usually I can't contain myself enough to even get that far with teachers because we usually end up talking about the teachers union and I am vehemently opposed to the teachers union, especially in Chicago for what they've done. But that's a tangent we're not going to get into. She said math is racist. And I'm like, how is math racist? Give me an example of what that looks like. She said, well, math is racist because, because some of the word problems black people cannot relate to. And I was like, okay, well, give me an example. Well, if Jimmy got two red bikes for Christmas and he gave one away to his friend, how many red bikes does Jimmy have? Well, that's racist because black people, because many black people cannot relate to getting a bicycle, a new bicycle for Christmas, and therefore it's racist. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. And these are the people that want to take control and teach your kids their curriculum. I had to move away from the topic because where do you go from there? Except for just nod your head and say, okay, I, I see where you're coming from. Because I don't think people understand. There was, there was a term that George Bush said, and it was the soft bigotry of low expectations. Not expecting disadvantaged people or minorities to meet the same standard of behavior. When you ask people about voter ID laws, they say it's racist. And then you ask why. Why is you having to show an ID 
racist. When you when you're voting, when you're putting something, when you're putting, when you're picking to put someone in power, how is that possibly racist? I gotta check the P for my plosives if I'm too close. <laughs> and their response is, well, because black people can't get IDs. They can't afford IDs. Do you understand how crazy that sounds? You have set the bar so low just to justify your point, and you don't realize that you're making that you're that the people you're trying to help are the people that you're that you are insulting them you are insulting them and i just sit there with my mouth wide open and 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 i just sit there and think is that a complex like notion because even when i'm driving down i don't see very many places in chicago even in impoverished parts of chicago it's actually quite the opposite I see cars, I see Dodge Challengers and Dodge Chargers with 24-inch rims. So if they can afford that, they can afford an ID. And if not, why not do the typical woke thing and put an initiative through where black people can get IDs for free, if that's the case? And that is emotionalism. See, the woke thrive on judging you. They thrive on judgment. The very thing that they ask you not to do to other people is with exactly what they use to club you to death. You disagree, so they judge you, and you're a no good, very bad, insert this phobe. And now that they've established you as bad, then nothing you say is true because of your hate and your judgment on others. Well, isn't that convenient? Don't you see the trend? One thing I'm constantly doing is analyzing behavior and just I'm constantly checking myself to see if I'm looking at things the right way or if I see what I see and trying to look for pattern recognition and things of that nature and I started watching a little bit of Big Brother and I I had never really watched the show I never watched the show I didn't even really know what it was to be honest it's been on for like 20 something seasons 20 something years and I'm like wow that's incredible that I had never seen the show and then I started really looking at the interactions with stuff, right? Like you're seeing that, you're seeing like that Chad, that that rip hot guy, and you see that pretty young lady, and they always get together, right? Without fail. Then I'm watching some of the newer seasons, and it's the type of personality that I absolutely hate. It it grinds my gears. And I'm, I see a pattern with them. It's the same manifesting. It's the same emotionalism manifesting this. I manifest that. The universe is this. All of this. And these people are terrible people. And you start to see the pattern of it. And when you know this person in real life, you see the same exact thing. It's an archetype. It's, it's an emotional archetype. It is the, they usually hate men, number one, ultra feminist, manifest this, manifest that. They'll win a competition. Oh, well, and oh, see, I manifested it. They'll beg somebody and cry and make them feel bad. And then when they get their way because somebody gave in and felt bad for them, then it's a, Ah, uh, yeah, see, I manifested that. No, you're manipulating somebody. 
That's not manifesting anything. And fair enough, no problem. I got it. It's a game. You got to do what you got to do. But but what but what else I notice is that they'll make these deals with people. Oh man, I'll just right in the moment, emotionalism in the moment. I'll promise you the world. I will do this. I have this power. I'll get you off the block. I'll do this. Then usually when it's time to call her up on her offer that she made, the guy is like, okay, yeah, we're going to do this and we're doing this and we're going to use your power because, you know, you already promised it and this and this and this. And she's like, wait, why is that man telling me what to do? He can't tell me what to do with my power. And, you know, as a matter of fact, because he told me what to do, I'm going to do the opposite because I'm going to stand in my power because I'm, because hear me roar, because I'm this, because I'm a strong woman and I'm not going to let a man talk to me like that. And he's like, and I'm not going to let a man take over the power that I have. And the whole time, I'm thinking, bitch, you made the deal with them. All he's doing is holding you up to your deal. But that is emotionalism, right? Somehow justify in your way that somebody is a no good, very bad human being when you already made a promise to them and all they're doing is telling you, hey, it's, it's, it's time to redeem what you said you were going to do. It never fails. Look at that archetype. Anyway, guys, on that note, I really appreciate you guys. Before I end the show, I am deeply saddened. I am I'm devastated by the loss of Kevin Samuels. He he reminded me of my uncle in so many different ways. Um, just some of his mannerisms, pun intended. <laughs> um, man, this one hurts. This one definitely hurts. But I'm going to keep him alive by putting in more work and continue to be a proponent of men. And don't hold back. Don't bite your tongue. And we're going to use your sound effects to keep him alive. You're average looking at best. Fuck out my phone. I'm tired of y'all doing this shit. Peace.